Hey guys, in this episode, I'm gonna talk about a booming suburb in South Australia, in Adelaide, which I think has got a huge potential moving forward. My name is Adam Finningsey. I do these videos to help you guys out and buy your own investment properties and do development if you want to. Now this suburb, you can see it up on the screen. It's called Seaton. It's about 8Ks northwest of Adelaide CBD. It is a suburb that came up in the data analysis that we did. It is a fantastic suburb. It is a little bit more on the expensive side in terms of investment properties. So a typical house will cost you about six to 700,000 in this suburb. So if you've got a bit more of a budget to spend on an investment property, this is definitely a premium suburb. And I think one that's going to get some really great growth over the next six to 12 months and beyond. So you can see that it's kind of near the water. Adelaide CBD is over to the east. So you got Adelaide CBD just there, you're near the water, you're near some more affluent suburbs. And when I take you on the next map, which is this heat map, you'll be able to see what I mean. So you've got Seaton, which is just here, average price 727,000. Now I know that might sound high, but you can actually get some really good buyers still in this area below that value. And then when you have a look at the surrounding suburbs, so when you look at the Grange area, which is just over to the coast, so it's a lot more expensive. So you got like a 30% premium on our Seaton suburb. So when you get closer to the coast, obviously there's more amenity. People wanna be closer to water um, and all of that stuff. You got another golf course there. You got this suburb to the north, West Lakes, 978,000. Uh, you got $950,000 suburbs. So you got some really premium suburbs when you look to the west and then to the north. And then when you look further south, so you've got Hendley Beach, again to the south, Fulham Gardens. So they're all more expensive than this suburb that we're considering. So you need to consider what makes a suburb cheaper than the surrounding uh, other lot underlying ones. So you've got Finden to the east, you've got Woodville West. So look, these ones are cheaper and maybe there's some opportunity there where they're gonna get this ripple effect from the coastal suburbs. Um, but what I'm gonna show you is when you have a look at Seaton, when you zoom in, have a look at how much parkland is dedicated in this area, particularly the golf course, which is there, and then you got another golf course, the Grange Golf Club, just to the, the northwest of that. So obviously it's a more affluent suburb. You've got the likes of the golf course, you've got certain parks, schools, access to the city, you got shopping. So it has a really great amenity I am just going to talk about surface level and I'm going to show you a couple of examples just through online properties, so on the market properties. I don't particularly like to buy on the market, especially not in hot suburbs like this one. I prefer to buy off market, but if you can take a suburb like this that is booming and you can buy something off market, chances are if you've done your homework and you're astute, you can buy something well under market value while the market is still climbing. Now this area is ripe for development as well. There are some developers that are doing some stuff in this area. So sorry, those guys that are in South Australia doing development in this area, but it is a good suburb to do development in as well. So I'm gonna take you through a couple of properties which I just had a look at online, just to sort of give you my quick analysis of those. So when I just go through the map, I'm just gonna use domain for this one. So have a look at the map and see what's available. You know, just have a click on a few different properties and have a look at the pricing and things like that. You can see what I've clicked on. So look, you got a block of land. Blocks of land are going for sort of three to 400, generally speaking. So you can split blocks like this one, for example. So that one's a, a block that you 
can split if you get it at the right price. You got a more expensive home, which is a four bedroom, four bathroom. So when you click over this side, so this is a brand new home, $900,000 on a 360 square meter block of land. So it's obviously a block that is being split with a new property. This other one, three bedroom on a 348 square meter block of land. So you can have a look around the suburbs, see what else is there. I like to sort by list view with the lowest price first. So I'm just going to filter by house. So we're at $100,000. We're not even going to consider those. And we have got the wrong area. So let's just type in Seton again. So look, the cheapest house that's listed is 650000 Now this is on market, keep in mind. Uh, it probably need, will need a little bit of work to it. This one's on a small block of land. Typically, I don't like to buy on properties that have smaller land components. I prefer to buy an older house that needs a quick lick of paint or new floor coverings and all that stuff. But look, there still could be some good buying in properties like this. Um, but in saying that, I'd say just as a rule of thumb, steer clear of the smaller blocks of land. Uh, look, this one is looks like a developer site. So look, there's not much on the market when you have a look around. There's this new property for 700000 another one for seven hundred, um, which is again on a small block of land. So you can see that there's already started to have that growth. There's a fair bit of pricing disparity. So you can buy an old house on a block that can be split for basically the same price as what you can buy, you know, a brand new property on half the size block of land. You can just see that between those two listings just there. So you could potentially split that into two. Obviously, haven't looked at the zoning and all of that stuff and the feasibility, but you know it looks like there's potential to split that. This one is yet again on 400 square meters, and then you got a bigger one on 700 square meters. So and then obviously that's it. So there's basically nothing on market. And if you are going to get into this market or the surrounding suburbs, it's likely you're going to need to buy off market to get yourself a a, a good deal. So. Let's have a look at the properties for rent now. So you had a look at sort of the price range. So I've just picked a couple that are for rent because the rental market here is extremely tight. There's virtually no vacancies. Uh, there's a few properties available online. You can see this one for $800 per week. Remember these were selling for, you know, 650 to 750, that sort of range if you can pick one up for that. And it's only three bed, two bath. So look, even if you bought this for $700,000, uh, you're still getting a really good yield on this property. So it's basically positively geared from day one, assuming you're putting putting in 20% deposit. Um, but it is $800 per week. That's what it's listed for. I expect that it will rent for that because it's a, such a tightly held market. And it's on a new house, a brand new house on a very small block of land. And it's only three bedroom. So have a look at some other listings. This older house is three bed. Again, three bed, two bath, but it's it's dated. So, you know, you could buy something like this that's got a bit more land component, you know, that just needs a lick of paint. It needs to be light fitting. So, you know, it's it's a house that needs a little bit of love that definitely looks like a rental. Uh, you could give it a ten dollars or $20,000 quick tart up and go and rent that for another $100 per week potentially. So that's just my quick analysis. It looks like you can get, you know, at least 5 to 6% return on this area. And that's really good considering the price. And I think that there's, some huge capital growth in this area. This is just to give you a comparable. This is a two bedroom, one bar for $410 per week. Like that, that rent is just insane. Um, and then, you know, this is a property that could potentially rent for similar to that $800 per week. So this one's probably not going to be as high because it's not as big, um, but that sort of just gives you a range. And that's just on the retail market, straight off the shelf, uh, you know, $650 to $679 is their price range. So that's just on the market I'm showing you at the moment. 
Uh, now, look, the, the things that I like about this suburb, other than what I've just told you, it's got the big parks and all that stuff. You know, that's all well and good. Um, but when it comes down to capital growth, there's more to it than just that. You know, that helps with people moving into the areas, families that pay more of a premium to be in that catchment, be close to the, the water, be close to the golf club. Um, but when it really comes down to it, just some high-level stats, the median age in this suburb is 40, so you're not dealing with first-home buyers here. Uh, you are dealing generally with families in the area, uh, so median age is a bit higher. They've got more money. There's more affluence. The affordability in this area is quite reasonable, so I have a look at the, the affordability ratio. Other things like days on market in this area is quite tight. Days on market is sitting at 19 days at the moment. The vacancy rate is extremely low. It's under 1%. As you just saw, there's hardly any rentals and also hardly any properties to purchase on the market as well. Uh, it does have a generally long hold period, so it is a tightly held area. In other words, people don't like to sell properties regularly, so that hold period really does um, make a difference as well. There's basically no building approvals, so there is development, which you saw, but there's not very many of them, and it takes time for that stock to come to market. But it's not going to be a market that is going to get flooded with supply. So when you have a look at it, it's what's called an infill area. So infill meaning that it already has been built up. So it is it is an older established area. And for people to come and do development, you've got to bulldoze an old house or you've got to keep the old house and split off you know, the back blocks. So there's not going to be a flood of new properties coming to the area. So oversupply is basically out of the question. And when you Look around at the surrounding suburbs, they're all infill as well. So you're not going to get a flood of a thousand new homes coming to this market and completely crushing any potential capital growth. So I believe capital growth is going to be fairly substantial um, over the next six to 12 months. Uh, you're going to ride that capital growth wave. I believe if you get in now, but you still need to buy well, don't just think you're going to get in. Um, buy at retail, and then you're going to make a mozza. You might be able to do that blindfolded. Um, the other thing as well is the owner-renter ratio is pretty good. It's not as good as what I like to see normally, but it's not too bad. It's about 65% to owner-occupiers, about 35% renters. So that just means that there's people that you can rent to. What I like to, or where I like to buy is actually in owner-occupied pockets. Even though the suburb might have a higher renter portion if you can get a house in an owner occupied pocket per se like that that could just be the street where everybody else is owner occupiers uh, that can give you better substantial capital growth and it also means you can rent out your property a much more quickly and easy and you can ask a premium for it so you're going to ask me how do you know the difference between a rental street and an owner occupied street you just got to do a drive down the street to have a look at how well the lawns are kept and whether people's bins are out the front whether there's cars that are missing wheels and things like that. So you can always tell the difference because owner-occupiers generally look after their property a lot better than rental properties or people that are renting. So the other stats that I look at is like the unit-to-house ratio. There's not very many units. You saw some older, cruddy units in this area. So there's not a huge number of units. Um, there's a big demand for three bedrooms. Um, but if you can squeeze another bedroom in a property, if it's got a big enough room, you know, you can get an another $50, a week. Again, you saw that old style property, which I, which I brought up before. Uh, it was this one, you know, $550 per week is what they've listed it for. And it needs like, it needs some work to it. Like 
just even doing cheap things like paint for covering some new light fittings would give this property would make make a huge difference and they'd be able to ask a lot more so if you spent say you know say say it cost you twenty thousand dollars but you could get another hundred dollars per week it's well worth the investment and you're also going to add value providing you do that renovation properly and smart you don't overcapitalize. Uh, you can do a quick renovation, quick tart up, add some really quick value, increase the rental yield, and then you can redraw that equity, go again, um, have a positively geared property. So that is my synopsis on Seton. That's just one suburb that's just come up. There's a couple of others in Adelaide, which I think are still going to perform well. Adelaide has performed quite well the last few years. And this is one of those suburbs that has done some pretty good growth over the last couple of years. So just to give you some some stats, when it started to grow, you know, around mid 2020, you know, the median or typical price, I should say, was sitting at about 560 odd. So 560, 570. Now it's sitting at about, you know, 780. So, you know, there has been a lot of growth in this area based on typical price. As I mentioned, that's why development in this area is going ahead and there's new properties and rental growth has been quite substantial. But I do believe that there's still more growth to come. I don't think the suburb has completely ridden out the rest of the wave. That's why I mentioned six to 12 months. I think that this will, this area, this pocket will have more growth to come. It's only in my humble opinion. Um, but you've still got to buy right and buy well in these areas. Don't just think you can buy blindfolded, or you probably can and still make money. Um, but if you're buying well, if you're buying under market value, if the market doesn't go up or... If it only goes up by five or ten percent, then you've already locked in that under market value price from day one. So you're not reliant on the market necessarily. Although this market, these these statistics, does have the recipe for more capital growth in the future, and I'd probably bet my bottom dollar that it would grow at least ten percent over the next six months, if not beyond that. So that's my synopsis on this suburb. As I mentioned before. I think it's the cheap baby brother. It's it's having this ripple effect from the surrounding neighboring suburbs. Um, and I think there's some really good opportunity in Seton and potentially these other surrounding suburbs as well. So where you can see that there's this pricing disparity and maybe you buy something that's right on the cusp. So right on the border um, of either suburb, but it really comes down to your one individual property, how well you can buy that under market value just because the market or just because that area is booming doesn't mean that your property is going to perform the same as the rest of the market. So what you want to do is buy unique properties or what I would do and what I've done is buy unique properties that can't be replicated in an area and they've always outperformed the growth in any area. But if you can get something in an already growth suburb, you can just like quadruple that growth effect. So you might see a suburb do 10% growth but you can own a property in that suburb over that same period that might have done 30 or 40% growth, even if the suburb hasn't performed as well. So I've literally owned properties in areas where they've done 10 to 15% growth year on year and that suburb has grown by zero. So it's been stagnant, that entire suburb, and my properties have grown at least 10 to 15% per year. If not more than that, I'm probably being quite modest. And the reason they did that, the only reason is I bought them really well to start off with and they're just, they were unique properties that couldn't be replicated um, and they did happen to be development sites as well, um, but they were unique properties and that's really key for any booming suburb. But I think the suburb will do fantastic over the short term 
and it's got some great rental yield. If you're looking for neutral or positively geared properties, I think it's a great place to invest into. Just one last thing on departing. I do like to touch and feel every property I'm investing into. I know people like to buy estate and I'm all for that. I do like to buy sight unseen, but I never have gone unconditional on a property. In other words, I've never committed fully to the purchase of a property until I've actually physically seen it and verified everything that I've done on the computer. So I can look at street view uh, on this. So, you know, I can look at streets. I can have somebody on the ground, look at the property for me, like a property manager. I can engage somebody separately to do a building and pest inspection. But I personally, if I'm spending half a million dollars or in this case, you know, could be more than that, six, 700,000, I want to touch and feel what it is I'm actually spending six or 700,000 on because you want to make sure you get every single purchase right, especially if it's the first or second or third one you do. Because if you get it wrong, you are going to pay for that in years to come. So thanks for listening. I hope you've learned a lot from this. And if you have any comments or you want to do, or you want me to do any other suburb analysis, just let me know in the comments below.